Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. As we come to the message this morning, I'm going to, it's a new year, right? So how about a new way? That might be something that's interesting. Um, I'm not sure, and I've been, I've been doing this for a little while, uh, as far as preaching that is, um, but I've, I can't remember any time that I started the message with the invitation. It's a little different, isn't it? Have you ever heard that done before, Keith? Never. Okay, well, this, uh, there's a first time for everything, right? Uh, I'm going to start with the invitation. I'm going to invite you to do something before the message. And then after the message, the invitation is going to remain the same. Okay, now, over the last several weeks, we have been going through Hebrews chapter 11, looking at the examples, the great examples of faith. Right? Faith. Faith. We're to have faith in God. Remember, faith is the only way that we can even please God. It's by having faith and exercising that faith and demonstrating that faith in Him. We learned last week that in that faith, and having that faith, it is to move us forward. To move forward. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now I recap that because as we move forward and make preparations to move forward, the only way that we can move forward is by faith. Now, Mr. Webster defined the word persuade to say it is to influence by argument. I don't know how many of you like to argue, but I enjoy a good argument from time to time. But he says it's to influence by argument or to influence by advice. Like that. But then he goes on to say to draw or incline to the will to a determination. To be determined to do something by presenting motives to the mind. I'm of the mindset that the preaching of God's Word is meant and intended to be persuasive. Amen? It ought to cause us and be presented to us in such a way that we should be determined to do something. We should be persuaded. I want you to be persuaded, one, to have faith in God. The second thing I want you to be persuaded in is to move forward. If the preaching of God's Word is meant to be persuasive in every manner, that's part of my role here as the pastor at Bailey Road Baptist Church, is to persuade you. Persuade you. 
to persuade you in living your life by faith in a forward motion for God. However, while it may be my role to try to persuade you, you have a role as well. You say, oh, what is my role? Well, I'm glad you asked. Your role as a member or an attender sitting under the preaching of God's Word is to decide when you hear the preaching of God's Word whether or not you've been persuaded. I like what the invitation song we sing from time to time. Almost persuaded. You know the song? Almost persuaded. Reminds me of Agrippa as Paul stood before him and gave a testimony. Gave the gospel of King Agrippa. Looked at Paul and he said, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. I'm not talking necessarily about salvation this morning. But if you need to be saved, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I don't know of a better time than right now for you to respond to the saving call of Jesus Christ on your life. Be persuaded in that. I think not just of King Agrippa. Think of the rich young ruler that came to Jesus and wanted to know, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus told him, get rid of everything you have. Pick up a cross and follow me. He stopped. And he thought about the great wealth and the vastness of his possessions. Almost persuaded, he turned and walked away. You probably don't have the same wealth or the same status as the rich young ruler. Yet the call is the same. Follow Him. Follow Him. I begin this morning in this new year, 2022. Now, I, I know there's, there's not much special about today. Another Sunday, right? We've been here before, most of us. We've had New Year's. We have a new day each and every day that God gives us breath. Everything's new, it seems like. But there's something about a new year that gives us a, an idea that we can do something great. It's a new year. And so I begin with an invitation. And I know it's not customary to begin a sermon with an invitation, but I do anyway. Because it's a new year. It's a new opportunity for you and me to move forward. It's a new opportunity for us to grab a hold and say we're going to move forward together. The opportunity is here. 
The question, though, is whether or not you will be persuaded. Forward together. As we start this, we have to decide that no matter what lies ahead, no matter what lies ahead, no matter the victories, no matter the difficulties, no matter the trials that will certainly be faced in 2022, we must determine and be persuaded that now is the time to move forward. Now. Today. Listen, last week is too late to move forward. Today is not too late. The invitation this morning is simply, will we be persuaded by faith, by His grace, in His mercy? Will we move forward together? And as it is with that idea of moving forward, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter number 1 today. Because as we prepare to move forward, we must do so in the way that God intends us to move forward. And in that, as we've learned through these examples of faith over the last several weeks, it was, you haven't figured out yet, on purpose that we spent those weeks discussing faith. To discuss what it's going to take to move forward. But there's much learning and there's much preparation that we must do. And this morning I'm going to do my best to give you ten things Ten things about how we can move forward in 2022. I don't know of any other place that would be better in Scripture that would exemplify this uh, theme of forward than the book of Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 1, the Scripture says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give unto them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot should, shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness, this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong, of good courage, 
For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I shall swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong, and of a good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Notice this in verse number 11, where he says, Pass through the host. Command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals. That's food. For within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. But notice he said, prepare you. To do what? To go. If I could this morning, I want to invite you with me to go forward. To go forward into 2022 in a way and in a direction that would be honoring and pleasing to God as Bailey Road Baptist Church. As we go forward together, we're going to have to prepare. Every journey takes preparation. Every journey. And that is what we must do and that's what we intend to do this morning as I hope to bring you a message simply entitled, One Word, Forward. Let's pray together, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, God, I ask this morning that You would help us to be attentive to Your Word. God, all these years ago, You had Your children of Israel camped out on the side of the Jordan River preparing to go forward. And God, I thank You for that as You've given a wonderful example of faith. And, but Father, You've also given a wonderful example of action. And that is my prayer this morning, that You would help us to take action, to move forward. As we prepare, may we learn the principles that are given to us in these Scripture verses, that we might do it Your way, as we look to You to guide us, to direct us, 
Help us that we might see on the horizon what awaits us as we move forward together. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I told you I'm going to give you ten things this morning that we can use as a principle that you and I can move forward. And we find all of these in these 18 verses from Joshua chapter 1 this morning. I'm going to give these to you as quickly as possible. And they're basically just 10 statements. If you want to take notes and write these down, I I want to, uh, again, try to persuade you as to not just that we need to move forward, but how we need to move forward. Now the Bible says in verse number 1, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, Arise, go over this Jordan. Thou and all this people unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. We've got to get this first point here. If we're going to move forward. Are you ready for it? You might not be, but I hope you are. We cannot live in the past. Did you see this? And this is zero disrespect here. As a matter of fact, I think think the Lord is, is showing some great things here to Joshua. Very respectful. Within this, as he says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. Moses did great things, didn't he? I mean, we we wouldn't even have uh, the way we have it, the first five books of the Bible without Moses. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. God used Moses to take the children of Israel out of Egypt. God used Moses. In a mighty way. But I want to remind you who is speaking here. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. gone. And again, I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm not trying to be crass or anything, make light of any of this. But he simply says, Moses, my servant is dead. That in all reality means he is not coming back. So what do we do? I mean, it's a big deal. 
Moses was the leader. Moses was the one. Moses pretty much got them to this point. He's dead. Now what? He said, now, notice that. Moses, my servant, is dead now. Today. Now. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. Well, wait a second. You mean to tell me that Moses is dead and we're supposed to go forward? That's what God said, right? That's not dismissing the past, by the way. All that really means is he can't stay there. You can't go forward and stay put at the same time. You can't cross over Jordan and stay on this side. It's not possible. And the first thing they had to understand is that Moses is dead. And Moses isn't coming back to lead them across this. And God said, Joshua, you've got to go. You've got to go. Now look, if you, if you fast forward to verse number 8, by the way, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now hold on a second. Where did this book of the law come from? It came from Moses, didn't it? As God gave it to him. Again, this is not to dismiss the past. This is to understand the past, to learn in the past, to, to, to find what God would have for us in the past so that we can be enabled to move forward. Moses is dead, yes, but the book of the law that God gave to Moses lives. Listen, we, we all have a past, don't we? Sometimes we like to talk about our past. Sometimes we, matter of fact, sometimes we like to, we like to live in the past. I, I don't, I don't know about you, but there are times when, when you think, man, if I, if I could have that to do over again, I sure would. You know, if I, but at the same time, there are things that I would say, man, I don't want to live that over again. I would like, I would like, seriously, I would like. To have the opportunity to go back and re-raise my kids. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way. But I would. I'd like to go back and raise. Not that they're bad kids. I was just a bad parent. That was your chance to say amen, Abby. That was it right there. No, what I, what I mean by that, you know, there were things that as a parent, it took me like 12 years to figure out. And then I thought, man, 
Brother Keith, I wish I would have known it when they were two, not when they were 12. I'd already messed them up, <laughs> you know? I already messed them up by that time. It's like, man, then I, I remember, uh, I, I think Chloe was uh, eight, 18, she was going to college, uh, and, and I seriously, I sat down, and, and it was just a few months ahead, and, and I thought, oh, is she ready? Did I teach her everything she needs to know? Did I prepare her enough? Did I tell her this enough? Does she know? And Oh, could I just go back and do it all over again? The answer is no. Sometimes we live in the past, don't we? We like to glory in the past. I could tell you about my high school days, Miss Emily. I played baseball. I loved baseball. I loved to pitch. Have I ever told you about the game I struck out 17 batters? Brent, that's not a lie, I'm telling you. 17. I was on it. I mean, my curveball was slicing. My slider was going. They couldn't hit anything. Anybody know what that does for me today? 17 batters, Brother Norm. It was beautiful. Gave up one hit, one hitter. Walked three. I still remember it. My catcher's name was RT. RT was having the time of his life. He was laughing. He was having, oh, he was having so much fun. What's that do for me today, Trevor? Nothing. I threw a sock in the hamper and went, oh, a couple of days ago. Like three feet away, I'm like, oh, don't do that again. Underhand. I'm in softball land now. Does nothing for me. 26 years ago, that's been. It's in the past. We have a past, don't we? This church has a past. This church has a good past. As with any past, there's good and there's not so good. We can learn from it and we must learn from it. And we must be better because of it. We can't live there. We can't say, well, all the good times are gone. Look back. The wilderness. Oh, you remember how God provided in the wilderness? Anybody remember? But it's not what He promised, is it? God provided much. Oh, man, did they see the hand of God move? They did, didn't they? How many times? How many times? After the Red Sea, did God remind them that He parted the Red Sea? Quite a bit. He reminded them all the time. Why? Because He wanted them to learn from it. He wanted them to know who He was and what He was capable of. He said, don't live here. You know, the wilderness was never designed for Israel to live there. 
They were designed, and it was prepared for them to move forward. First thing we have to learn, we can't live in the past. Now again, I don't want anyone to read into anything that I'm saying or trying to say, and I hope I'm making it clear. We learn from the past. We can't live there. We have to move forward. The past is the past. We have to move forward. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, go over this Jordan. We've seen God move in the past year, haven't we? Oh, man. We've seen God move. If we, if we wanted to, we could go through and give testimony after testimony after testimony of how God has moved in this place, in this building, in this very room. But here's my question. Do you want to see what God can do next? I want to see what God wants to do next. But in order to do that, we got to get ready to cross over. Yeah. We can't live in the past. That's number one. The second thing I want you to see. Ooh, it's a good one. Because God said in verse 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness, then this Lebanon, even unto this great river, the river Euphrates, all the length of the Hittites, under the going down, under the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee, and all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Here's the thing. We can't live in the past, no. But number two, we can trust God at His Word. We can trust God at His Word. At His Word. Listen, it's not about the Word of Aaron Smith. It's about the Word of God. God came to Joshua and He said, Moses is dead. It's time to get up. It's time to stop mourning. It's time to go over Jordan now. Now! And I'll be with you. Just as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. But you got to go forward. Listen, we can take and trust God at His Word. He said, I will not leave thee, or I will not fail thee, sorry, nor forsake thee. But look at the next thing. He says, Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide an inheritance, the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them, only be thou strong and very courageous. 
that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. We can't live in the past. We can trust God at His word. We must move forward with courage. Courage. Now look, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is simply moving forward in the face of fear. I wish that I could tell you everything that the future holds. I, I don't know how... How boring that would be? I think it would be pretty boring, though. You know everything. I, I, I remember the, uh, one of the times uh, we went to an amusement park. Uh, we went to Six Flags in, in Dallas, Texas. And they had had an event that had happened there a couple of weeks prior, and we were there on either the first or the second day after they had reopened. And it was a tragic event that had happened, but uh, we didn't know anything about it when we made the plans. And when we got there, there was hardly anyone there. I mean, hardly anyone there. I mean, it was get off a ride, get back on a ride, get off a ride, get right back on it. I mean, it was great for us. And I remember, we, uh, I don't know if you remember that, Chloe, uh, we, we got on this one roller coaster, and it was amazing. I mean, it was one of those, I mean, it was tall, it was fast, it had loops, it had turns, it had everything you wanted in a roller coaster. And we got off and we said, let's ride it again. And we got back on, and then we got off and we said, let's do it again, there's still no line, this is amazing. And I think five or six different times we got on there, but I will tell you by the Sixth time, it was like, oh, here comes that curve. And when we went from, to, all right, want to ride again? No, I'm good. Why? Because the thrill was gone. Because we knew what was coming. We knew the drop. We knew the feeling. We knew everything. We had done it so much. But that first time, I don't know how many of you like roller coasters, but I don't know about you, but I remember the first time I rode a roller coaster, it took courage. I was 12 years old. I wasn't riding a roller coaster to save my life until a guy made me do it. And then I thought, this is the greatest thing ever. But what is it about a roller coaster that makes them so thrilling and exciting is you don't really know. You don't really know what's coming up. I mean, you, you kind of know, but you don't know. We went, we went to amusement park this summer, or last summer. And there was one, I mean, Brother Norm, big roller coaster. And I, I love roller coasters, okay? But this roller coaster, it was one. They had several seats across, and, and it was open. And, and it took you up, and, and it started off on this big, like, real fast incline, and then it brought you around, and then it stopped at the drop. 
And this wasn't just a drop. I mean, you know roller coasters. I like the roller coasters. It kind of goes like this, and then it goes like this, and sometimes this, but never this. Okay? So, so I, I'm just going to let you in on me for a minute, okay? Okay, so I'm a big boy if you didn't notice. Okay? I don't trust straps. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, you're good. You can ride a roller coaster and nah, all that stuff. Me, you put pressure on it and something's going to snap. I don't want to be that one. And so I'm looking at that. My boys are like, oh, that's awesome. Justice is like, yeah, I don't know, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you, man. No way. And Rachel's like, oh, we can do it. And I'm like, yeah, you can. So Rachel and the boys climbed the stairs. I walked up there. I stood in line with them. We got up there, and I walked right across. Went down the steps and watched them free fall to their death. They're not here today. You see any of them? I think they left, but no, I wasn't doing that. I didn't have courage. They did. And you know what they did when they got off that? They said, oh, that was great. And I said, you going to ride it again, Justice? And he said, no. Why? Because he experienced it. Look, there are some rides in life that it's just like, ooh, yeah, I don't want to do that again. But then there are other rides in life where we say, yeah, let's do that again. Look, I can't tell you everything the future holds. But I can tell you this. If we're going to move forward and experience the journey that God wants for us, it is going to require courage. It's going to require courage. Now, in this courage that God told Joshua to have, He said, just go. You're going to move forward. I've done this. I have this prepared. You can go and have courage as you do. And to give you courage. Check this out. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Listen, we can't live in the past. We can trust God and take Him at His word. We must move forward with courage. We must rest upon and know God's word to be successful. Listen, did you see what he said here? I want you to see this. I want you to break down the Word of God here with me. As we're taking God at His Word, He said, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then. Wait a second. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Then. Then. Not now. Because now is now. Then is after you've moved. Do you see that? After you have trusted. After you have taken that step of faith. After you have taken to go forward. Then. Thou shalt be prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. But not until then.
Not until then. Some of you, some of you may be hungry right now. Some of you may be wondering, when's he going to be through? Wait a minute. I know there's 10 points, but we're going to go faster here in just a moment. We're going on the incline. We're about to zoom down, okay? We want to be prosperous. We want to be successful. We just want it now. We want it now, don't we? We, we, we talk New Year's resolutions. I asked my Sunday school class this morning, anybody have a New Year's resolution? Not one of us. Not one. You know why? Rachel spoke up and she said she looked. She said the average New Year's resolution ends in less than two weeks. That's not success, is it? Not a good sign for success. Somebody says, well, I, I want to lose weight. You better stop eating. But what happens is I don't lose weight in 30 days and, well, okay, give me that cake. That's what happens. It doesn't happen fast enough. Look, but moving forward is simply one step at a time. We're talking about serving God. It's a marathon race, not a sprint. Yes, we can make our way prosperous and we can have good success, but listen, we've got to do it at God's Word. It's the only way we're going to do it. The only way we're going to have success and be prosperous is when we do it according to God's Word. And God said the only way that we can please Him is by faith. And we've already learned and seen that having faith is about moving forward in action, trusting God for who He is and what only He can do. It's not about what you and I can do and accomplish other than resting and knowing God's Word. He says in verse 9, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? He says, Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. The Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Listen, you don't tell someone who's brave to not be afraid. When Justice was a little boy, kid had no fear. I remember one day, we, we had gone to a hotel room and we were going to go to the pool and we were the only ones there and and you know how it is. You you walk down and and you're not you're not ready to get in. And so you uh, so you walk over and you put your towel down and you put this down. And, and Justice was he was barely walking. And we walked through the gate and uh, nobody was holding his hand. And Rachel had walked over and Justice had uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but all I know is is we heard him. And we heard his little feet. And I was probably 20 or 30 feet away. And as I turned around, all I saw was legs leaving the pavement and going in the pool. He's maybe 18 months old. In case you don't know this, 18-month-olds don't know how to swim. 
but they don't know that they don't know how to swim, do they? And I saw him go down. And I don't know why, Brother Keith, but I was just frozen in time. And I thought, that kid's not smart. He doesn't know he can't swim. And he went down. And then lo and behold, that little booger came right back up to the top, Brother Norm. And he was doing this number. And he had his head up. And his mom was screaming. And I went over and I grabbed him and we held on to him tight. And I didn't realize, but he was having the time of his life. We were scared to death. Listen, you don't tell someone who's brave that's willing to just jump in, don't be afraid. No, no, no. You tell parents, be afraid. Or don't be afraid. Because you are afraid. I I wish I could tell you. I wish I could. As your pastor, as we just talked about, have courage. Be brave. I wish I could tell you I have no fear in moving forward. I got a little fear. I have a little fear. Because you know why? Because we might we might try to move forward, and you know what? We might fall. We might jump into something. It goes over our heads real fast. I'm afraid of that kind of thing. I don't like failing. But we can't let the fear of failure stop us from moving forward. We can't let the fear of different stop us from moving forward. We can't let fear debilitate us to a place where we just say, well, we understand what's happening right here and we're good with it. No. The Bible says fear not. Move forward and God says, I'll be with you. When you go my way and when you go my direction, God says, I will be with you. Whithersoever thou goest. We must know that God is with us and get past the fear and move forward in spite of the fear. Let me give you these last five. In verse number 10, Joshua said, he gathered the people together after God was done talking to him and he said, pass through the host and command the people saying, prepare you victuals for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Listen. In order to move forward, we must make certain preparations. Now it's interesting to me that God told Joshua now. Back in verse 2. He said, now. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, go over this Jordan. 
But Joshua apparently needs some preparation. And apparently God was okay with that. God spoke to Joshua. Joshua spoke to the leaders. The leaders spoke to the people and said, Hey, y'all need to get ready. Get your stuff together. Get some food ready. So in three days, we're going over. I kind of like this plan. I like to be prepared. I, I got prepared to preach this morning. Could you imagine? Look, I, I'm just going to tell you, uh, you know, Lack of preparation usually doesn't end well. Like, oh, let's just go. We'll go preach. Uh, it takes some preparation. Moving forward takes preparation. And Joshua said, prepare the people. Get them ready. Make sure they are prepared. But check this out. As he says that, to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half of the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua went to. Because you see, he tells them in verse 13, he says, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest, and hath given you this land? Okay, now, let's picture this. you got to picture this. The center aisle here is the Jordan River, okay? So Israel is over here on this side of the Jordan River. Joshua says, hey, in three days, we're going over the river. So he comes over to, to Reuben's camp and Gad's camp and Manasseh's camp, half the tribe, and he says, hey, do you remember when Moses said that you all would have rest and this land here is yours? You remember that? They're like, yeah. You'd have rest. So, yeah, we remember. He said, okay. He said, you remember the saying, you'd have rest. He says in verse 14, he says, your wives, your little ones, your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But ye shall pass before your brethren. Armed, all the mighty men of valor, and help them. Excuse me? Yeah. But ye shall pass before your brethren, armed, and all the mighty men of valor, and I underlined this in my Bible, and help them. Now listen, I'm going to tread water very carefully here for a moment. They haven't crossed Jordan. This is their land. Moses said they could have rest. They're not going to have to fight for their land. It's theirs. And Joshua comes and says, your wives, your children, they're good. Your cattle, they're good. But I need you to do something. All of you mighty men of valor and all of you that are ready and men of war, I need you to gear up 
And I need you to go over and help them. Listen, as we move forward, we have to move forward together. Now, I don't normally do this, but Joshua did it, and so I'm going to take his kind of lead here. And I'm going to talk to a certain segment of the congregation here for just a moment, okay? Can I do that? May I do that? I'm going to, so let's do it. He said, you have rest. I'll tread carefully here. I remember it's been probably... It's been over 10 years ago since I heard this. So that should let you know I didn't hear it here. Okay, so I'll use a different example. But I heard this. Somebody said one time, we were talking about doing something in a church. And I heard somebody say, well, I used to do that. Somebody else can do it now. They're talking about serving in the church. Somebody else said, I'm retired. I don't have to do that anymore. I've heard a church member say one time, not here. I paid my dues. Somebody else can pay theirs. Joshua said, No, you have rest. Won't you help them? Let me just say this. Will you help them? I've done that. Teach somebody else. Teach somebody else to do it. I've paid my dues. Help them pay theirs. I'm too old. No, you're not. Nope. Let me say that again. No, you're not. I watched my grandmother, she lived to 87, I believe, serve all the way up till the end. She never drove a car. She didn't have much money. She lived on $660 a month for a long time. She served the Lord. I think I told you about it. I used to get $5 for, from her for my birthday, and then they just stopped, and then I found out she had started giving missionary kids $5. I didn't care anymore. For a while, I was like, I don't get my $5 anymore. I was married, by the way, too. <laughs> That's how old and stupid I was. And then we had some missionaries come through, and they found out who my grandma was. And they were, your grandmother's Rosemary Reynolds? I said, yeah. I mean, to me, it was like, yeah, that's my grandmother. 
said she gives our kids a birthday card every year with $5 in it. One of those missionary kids is dating my daughter now. <laughs> For real. True story, isn't it? Yeah, she's smiling now. It's Chloe and Andrew. My grandmother. $5 missionary kids. You can serve the Lord. Your time's not done. There's a, there, listen, listen, listen. We talk about living in the past. We've got to get past the past and move forward. Let me ask you something. Some of you got a little gray. I got gray too, so I can say that now. You want to see? Or do you want to know that what you've invested in here at Bailey Road Baptist Church remains 50 years after you're gone? It's okay to respond at this point. You want to see what you've invested in here at Bailey Road last 50 years after you're gone? Help them. Help them. Because without your help, it may not. Can I tell you how rare it is for churches to last 72 years? rare. Help them. Help them. Can I say that again? Help them. We've got to get over this Jordan. We're going to need some help to do it. We're going to need some help to do it. It's going to take everybody together. Yeah, I understand we're resting. I understand we're there. But we've got to have help. We're not alone in the journey. It's going to take help. Verse 15, he says, Until the Lord have given your brethren rest, as He hath given you. Now notice that. Pay close attention there. That He's given your brethren rest as He has given you, but you're getting ready to fight. Follow that. And they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them. Then ye shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side Jordan toward the sun rising. Listen, there is a time on this journey that we can enjoy what God has done for us. Amen. I don't know about you, but that brings me great encouragement as he says, ye shall return into the land of your possession and enjoy it. There's a time to enjoy it. But I, I, just, I, I just need to fill you in that it's not until later. I say that again, it's not until later because we've got something to cross. We've got something to fight for and in. Now, 9 and 10 kind of go together. There's a decision that must be made. Look at verse 16. Remember, they're answering. Josh was talking to them. They said, all that thou commandest us to do, or commanded us, we will do. Whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. 
According as we have hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Listen, there's a decision that must be made. A decision. Verse 18 says, Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment, we will not hearken unto thy words. And will not hearken unto thy words, sorry. And all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong. Of a good courage. Yikes. That's pretty tough. That's just straight. Anybody that doesn't do it, we're done with them. Here's what I'm getting at. There's a decision that must be made. We have to understand that there are consequences to every decision that is made. Every one. Not all consequences are bad. Not all consequences are horrible. I tell you this morning, the invitation's already been given. The decision is now up to you. Have you been persuaded to move forward by faith, trusting God? Listen, do not, listen, I'm telling you, do not put trust in me. Don't do it. I am a man. God's Word stands firm. God's Word stands strong. You can trust this. There are decisions that must be made. The question that you have before you this morning is, will you be persuaded? Move forward together. As one unit serving God, striving to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Will you help others with things you've already learned and know? Or are you just almost? You say, oh, preacher, hey, here we are. Oh, it's pretty comfortable here. It's got a padded seat, a padded back. I like the view for the most part. I like my pew. Almost. You almost had me. Oh. You almost had me. I'm just going to stay here. Don't be an almost. Don't be an almost. I'm ready to move forward. There's some preparation we've got to do. There's some plans that have to be made. And there are maps that have to be drawn, if you will. We must give God the glory for the great things that He has done. But we also have to trust Him for what He wants to do. As He leads us forward. To God be the glory. We'll have every head bowed, every eye closed this morning.